Good morning. Uh, we are on lesson 272 today. How can illusions satisfy God's Son? And the theme for this series of, of 10 prayer lessons is what is the Christ? So we're going to be reading through what Jesus tells us about what the Christ is. And before that, just a real quick review, a sentence or two from each of the earlier themes leading up to where we are now. And we begin with a recognition of what forgiveness is. So we were told that forgiveness recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. And that can be a relief if we enjoy hearing that what we thought happened or what we thought the, our brother did to us has not occurred. And it can be a threat if you hang on to a grievance against the brother. But of course we know that that's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve any of us. Uh, because we want to finally leave this world behind and the idea that there is uh, sin is what is keeping us here. So forgiveness recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. So we can celebrate that. Salvation then is a promise made by God. That was the second theme, that you would find your way to him at last. He has promised you that you will find your way to him at last and it cannot but be kept. The world is false perception. Everything you think you see with the body's eyes. It is not an extension or true reflection of who you are in truth. 
Sin is insanity. It is the means by which the mind is driven mad. And it seeks to let illusions take the place of truth. It seeks to let you continue to think that what your brother did to you has occurred. Sin would have you continue to believe that all your grievances are justified. And it will keep you essentially apart from God if you will, uh, in hell, so to speak, suffering, being in pain, and a pain that is not even justified, suffering that is not justified because none of it is true. As Jesus says, sin is insanity. The means by which the mind is driven mad, and you don't need to stay there, and we're choosing not to stay there anymore. The body, your body, is a fence. It's a fence the Son of God imagines he has built to separate parts of his self from other parts. It is within this fence he thinks he lives. And if you think you live within this fence, it is to die eventually and to decay and crumble. And if it were truly what you really are, if it could be possible, then that means that if you were finally to die, you would not exist. But you see, that is impossible because you truly are God's Son as He created you. And that leads us to what is the Christ. And here is what Jesus tells you. Christ is God's Son as He created Him. He is the Holy, the higher self we all share. He is the self we share. Uniting us with one another and with God as well. He is the thought which still abides within the mind that is his source. He has not left his holy home nor lost the innocence in which he was created. He abides unchanged forever in the mind of God. And so dear one, that is who you truly are you abide unchanged forever in the mind of God, eternal, infinite, all-powerful, all-loving. Christ is the link that keeps you one with God and guarantees that separation is no more than an illusion of despair. For hope forever will abide in Him. That ties us in with today's lesson. How can illusions satisfy God's Son? How could they possibly satisfy you? How could despair? 
satisfy you. Your mind is part of his and his of yours. He is the part in which God's answer lies, where all decisions are already made and dreams are over. He remains untouched by anything the body's eyes perceive. For though in him his Father placed the means for your salvation, yet does he remain the self who, like his Father, knows no sin. Home of the Holy Spirit and at home in God alone, does Christ remain at peace within the heaven of your holy mind. This is the only part of you that has reality in truth. The rest is dreams. Yet will these dreams be given unto Christ to fade before his glory and reveal your holy self, the Christ, to you at last. The Holy Spirit reaches from the Christ in you to all your dreams and bids them come to him to be translated into truth. He will exchange them for the final dream which God appointed as the end of dreams. For when forgiveness rests upon the world and peace has come to every son of God, what could there be to keep things separate? For what remains to see except Christ's face? And how long will this holy face be seen when it is but the symbol that the time for learning now is over? and the goal of the atonement has been reached at last. So therefore let us seek to find Christ's face and look on nothing else. As we behold his glory, will we know we have no need of learning or perception or of time or anything except the Holy Self, the Christ, whom God created as his Son. Okay. Right here now, let's maybe take a moment, take a little time and sink into the feeling of being, of living in that Christ mind instead of in the ego's jurisdiction where we do and say what we really don't want to do and say and what isn't in the long run very beneficial to us but keeps us here in time and in our illusions of ourselves and brothers. So I'm going to play a song and let you just relax with this for a moment.
Isn't it wonderful that we all have the same Father? We're all brothers. We depend on one another and we depend on our Father's love. And our Father's love is what has set us free. And it is our illusions that keep us imprisoned. And they are just illusions. What is there to be saved from except illusions? So um, I have something a little different, interesting to play for you next. Again, before we get into the lesson, today's lesson, which is How Can Illusions Satisfy God's Son? This is um, from a student of Joel Goldsmith. The student's name was Herb Fitch, and he became a 20th century mystic. He was a as I said, Joel's uh, student and a student of the Infinite Way, which Joel Goldsmith developed. So Herb Fitch has been considered to be one of the most illumined, spiritually illumined teachers of modern times. And in this little snippet that I'm going to, well, it'll be around six minutes that I'm going to to be playing for you here in a moment. He talks about seeing with the Christ mind versus seeing with the body's mind or the worldly mind. So let's go ahead and let you enjoy this for a moment. When there is a condition in the world which appears to be one of sickness or suffering, it is not changing the permanent truth that is there present. Untruth never changes truth. Truth is ever present, ever perfect, ever infinite, ever real, ever made of the living spirit. And it does not change because the human thought patterns see something untrue. So we become aware of the patterns of thought which, though they present pictures that are untrue, are not changing the presence of the spirit of truth which is ever there, awaiting recognition by your Christ mind. It's as if you were to pick up the telephone book and look for a number and then dial it. And someone on the other end says, I'm sorry, uh, this isn't the party you wanted. And then you go back to the phone book and you discover that you dialed the wrong number. You couldn't read the print. It was too fine for you. The correct number was there, but you couldn't read it. And so you squint some more and you dial again. And each time, it's because you can't read the little five or the eight or something. And you dial wrong numbers. The right number is always present while you're dialing the wrong numbers because your vision is insufficient. And then you take a a glass or a pair of eyeglasses and you look at it again and you get the right number and you dial and now you are put through directly. So it is. In fine print, you might say, is the invisible kingdom. Ever present. But if we don't have that vision which can see it, everything that we see is wrong. 
If we can't see what is there, then whatever we do see isn't there. The wrong number isn't in the phone book. The right number is there. But if you can't see the right number, you get the wrong one. The kingdom is here, but if you can't see it, you cannot see what is real. Everything you see must be unreal. If you cannot touch the kingdom, everything you touch must be unreal. If your human mind has no capacity to make contact with the present kingdom of God, then everything your human mind makes contact with is unreal. And this is the revelation again of that mind which is called the universal world mind. The world mind which is the father of the human mind. The missing link in all of our problems. Always what you're looking at and which you think to be present is not what is there but what the world mind is picturing to you. God didn't make the suffering, but the world mind presents a picture of suffering. You cannot see the God present, the power present, the truth present, the perfect immaculate conception present, but you do see the suffering that God didn't put there. You can't see the fine print, so you see your concept of it. The suffering is your concept about what you cannot see. The lack is your concept about what you cannot see. The earthquake, the flood, and the fire are our concepts about what we cannot see. Bad weather is our concept about what we cannot see. Every disease on this earth is our concept about we, what we cannot see. If we could see the fine print, if we could put on the Christ mind and look at what is there, you would not see the disease. You would not see the cripple. You would not see the withered arm. You would not see the blind man. You would not see a dying person. They aren't there. To be there, they would have to be God-created. They would have to be the substance of God. They are not. And so we see this world is our inability to see the fine print of the kingdom. And everything we see in this world represents the world mind outpicturing itself as the things we think we're seeing. The trick then is to know that we are imprisoned in the world mind. And that the purpose of our being lifted up to receive the spirit of truth is that until we do, we remain imprisoned in the world mind. We remain a part of the world mind's false concept about the kingdom it cannot see. So the truth, the fine print, if you will, that fine print or the truth is always there, and we know that now. So if we're seeing something that is a reflection of a fearful thought or a guilty thought or anger, 
We know that we're not living in that truth and that we're not looking, we have not put on the Christ mind. We're not looking through the mind of Christ. So then how can illusions possibly satisfy us? How can illusions satisfy God's Son? We will never be happy, truly happy, in a place of illusions. So let's go ahead now and read Lesson 272. How can illusions satisfy God's Son? Father, the truth belongs to me. My home is set in heaven by your will and mine. Can dreams content me? Can illusions bring me happiness? What but your memory can satisfy your son? I will accept no less than you have given me. I am surrounded by your love, forever still, forever gentle, and forever safe. God's son must be as you created him. Today we pass illusions by, and if we hear temptation call to us to stay and linger in a dream, we turn aside and ask ourselves if we, the sons of God, could be content with dreams, when heaven can be chosen just as easily as hell, and love will happily replace all fear. So we have our instruction now. Basically, we have our agreement with our Father today that if we come across a temptation, any kind of temptation, we have an opportunity to step back and to remind ourselves that what we're seeing or thinking or doing is not in alignment with our Christ will, our Christ mind, and uh, to go ahead and and ask ourselves, how is this satisfying us to, to accept this as the truth? So the truth is always there, that fine print. It's always right there. It will never, ever, ever not be there. The truth will never not be there. And within the walls of the human mind, we won't find it. So what do we do? We have to step back. We have to be quiet for a moment and ask that the truth be revealed to us, that it replace the thought or the experience we seem to be having. And then we trust. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. So ask for what you truly want. And recognize that what you seem to be experiencing is really not part of your will or God's. I was recently looking at the Our Father, and there is a part in there, in the Our Father, where it says, where Jesus tells us to pray, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And many people have questioned, why would why would it say, lead us not into temptation? 
Why would God ever lead us into temptation? Instead of using that line for a while, I was using an Aramaic translation that said, Let me not wander into temptation. But when I was looking at the Our Father just this just very recently, I saw lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil in a different light. We have to be led into temptation if we do not allow God to lift us, if we do not step back and ask God to lift us and to show us the truth. If we will not allow that, then we have to allow God to lead us into temptation so that we have a chance to see that it is not what we want. But instead, could we not now accept that we do not ever really want to be led into more temptation? And can we not instead pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us instead, deliver us from all evil? And I think we'll just take a moment now and listen to the Our Father as a song that Mitch will sing to us now.
The Our Father is such a beautiful prayer and beautiful song. So it's always one we can turn to when we feel so very lost and we just need to and we just need to raise our thoughts and heart back to God and to our Father and and wait for his answer. And I'm going to add now another which uh, another shorter segment from Herb Fitch for you to listen to. Again, it's uh, about uh, replacing the human mind thought with the Christ mind. And then we'll read the lesson one more time and and that will be good for today. So let me go ahead and and we'll do that next here. But we, as we are receiving the spirit of truth, we learn that the Christ-minded us can look at the untruth without being hypnotized by it. The Christ-mind can look at all disease and say, my father didn't create it, and therefore only what my father created can be present. This, not created by my father, is a world-mind idea. I only suffer from it as I rest in that human mind which cannot see the fine print. I have a wrong number, but I don't know it. As I find the fine print, because the Christ mind can and does, I have the right number. And the right number shows me that right where the world sees disease, there is perfect spiritual flesh. Wherever the world mind presents a picture unlike God, the Christ mind finds the total opposite is completely true and no second. In your Christ mind, you know the cripple, the blind man, the deaf man, all those who suffer from famine and poverty, are world mind shadows, seemingly real only to the mind that perceives them. The mind that is still the natural mind which is not capable of receiving the spirit of truth, the comfort. So we're given a choice. We always have a choice in what we're going to perceive. You know if something is not true because brings fear, it brings anger, hostility, guilt. So these are the moments that we have the option to go ahead and talk to our Father, hand our experience over to the Holy Spirit, and receive the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter. We are never trapped in the illusions that we find ourselves in. Truly all power is given unto us. So how can illusions satisfy God's Son? Again, Lesson 272. Father, the truth belongs to me. 
My home is set in heaven by your will and mine. Can dreams content me? Can illusions bring me happiness? What but your memory can satisfy your son? I will accept no less than you have given me. I am surrounded by your love, forever still, forever gentle, and forever safe. God's Son must be as you created him. Today we pass illusions by, and if we hear temptation call to us to stay and linger in a dream, we turn aside and ask ourselves if we, the sons of God, could be content with dreams, when heaven can be chosen just as easily as hell, and love will happily replace all fear. This is our choice today, and every day, every moment. You know when you feel God's love in your heart, there's a certain peace, and there's joy. It's an awful lot of love. It's the only thing that, the only place you need to stay. So when we're off track today, we follow up with any temptation that takes us off track by stopping for a moment and remembering this is an illusion that I don't need and that cannot possibly satisfy me. And I know it's not the truth. So I don't need to feel concerned about it. And instead, I'm just going to be quiet for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to replace this experience with an experience of God's love. Let yourself be at peace, no matter what you look on. Know what the truth really is. Use your Christ mind and be happy. God bless you. We'll play one more song as we end this morning's prayer. It's love you 
It's love for which you live And love you must give Come join the living Come as you are by fire some by flood but to love it's all the same come be free come and see Listening to Voice from Heaven live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.